folks. It's 2 p.m. Pacific. This is Thursday, June 13th. I'm Fred McMurray, which means this has to be Pillars of Franchising, broadcasting the secrets of success with Holly A. Ford and Ray Pillar, my co-host. Ray and Holly, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing pretty good, but you just hey, said secrets of success. How can they be a secret for broadcasting them? Well, they're a secret before we broadcast. Now you're starting to ask Fred questions. So they're a secret before we broadcast them, and they're still a secret to anybody who's not listening. So anybody who's oh, smart is actually okay. listening, so it's okay. no longer a secret to them. <laughs> you knew I, I have was an just wondering that. You know, just, yeah, you know, See, I knew he'd come up with something. <laughs> so, Ray, are you still in the mobile broadcasting studio one? Oh no, I'm I'm back home to the uh studio at my home and uh I had a wonderful time at Branson. Uh I, I tell you, if if you ever get a chance to go out there, you gotta see uh, it's a show called Six where it's six brothers who uh sing up a cappello and also sing or voice all of the instruments involved in whatever they're singing. I mean that that's a fantastic show. And I just want to you know mention that. Anyway, I'm back and <laughs> the weather here in Aurora, <laughs> Illinois is fantastic. Uh right now it is uh about 70 degrees, sunshiny and just another gorgeous day. How's everything with you, Holly? Well, we have kind of bipolar weather today. So we get this big black cloud and this storm and then this gorgeous sunshine with this beautiful breeze. So, and it goes back and forth all day long. So I guess we're on the edge of something, but I'll tell you, it's, you know, one of those days that you kind of are really glad that you don't have any psychological disorders, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to make a comment <laughs> about psychological disorders. I'm not going to make a Yeah, there was three or four comments running through my brain, but I'm not going to invite controversy right now. Not yet. No, of course not. not. Yet. I'll probably see it in the chat window, right? <laughs> yeah, probably. It's okay. Quick, uh, some quick news and updates uh, from our network, the Link Local Network. Uh, I'm very happy to announce that on July 9th in Naperville, Illinois, they're going to have the first out of the digital world into the real world event at Braconi's Pizza. Go to the linklocalnetwork.com website for details. They're going to have the world premiere of a uh, the new Greg Markell song on uh, Animal Rescue. He's one of our community voices. Uh, the Link Local Network also launched the first beta of their um, business for sale listing. So right now it's kind of sparse, but Hey, we just want to listing. Um, shout out to all the new community voices, as well as I had a great discussion uh, with Mary Jo Larson of Franchise Time today, Time State. So we're going to hear more from her in the future. So, Ray, are you? Oh, Ray's got his hat on. Holly, yes, I however, have. I'm, I'm Holly. in compliance. <laughs> Holly, however. Is, I do too. Look, look. Oh, look, she's got look, a hoodie. Oh. All right, she's got a hoodie. Okay, Keep it on. does that does, it, does that qualify though? You know, really, it does. It just—it's got my little Grim Reaper kind of feel. Yeah, you like that? <laughs> the Grim Holly. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. So we the are weather. set. Everyone has the weather. Remember? Uh, yeah, fine. Well, everyone's got a hat on that's supposed to have a hat on. So, Ray, you want to introduce our first guest? Well, our first guest. Well, uh, first guest. Let, let me just say, you were going to ask me if I'm going to show up to your event, and there's a good chance I will be there. And uh, we'll need to make sure we mention that again sometime in the middle of the show. But our, our guest today is Robbie Marlowe, and I'd like to welcome Robbie. Robbie is the uh, co-founder and president of Delta Life Franchising. Hi, Robbie. How are you doing today? 
I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me on the show, guys. I look forward to hopefully spreading some knowledge and talking a little bit about Delta Life Fitness. Thank you. Ray well, kind of blew that one there. Yeah. He, only, he only had Delta Life franchise, but I figured somebody had picked that up before I would. Welcome, sir. Where are you today? At least I didn't get in trouble. Jeez. Uh, I'm in the uh, Woodlands, Texas. I'm right outside Houston, Texas. So that's where uh, that's where we're headquartered at, and that's where uh, you know me and uh, really the headquarters team live. And the weather in Houston weather is, or outside know, of Houston? You know, it's fan- you know it's uh, fantastic. About 102 degrees down here. You know, you can't go outside. <laughs> it's humidity and sweating. And uh, you know, we, we we thank the guy who made the air conditioning every time we step outside. We're like, thank you. Amen. To that. <laughs> I just broke out in the sweat just thinking about it. <laughs> Uh, uh, so, quick shout out to our view, our listeners in Colorado and Indianapolis, uh, as well as a couple of other places. You can chat on the w- website and ask our questions, and we'll get them asked for Robbie as we can. So, Robbie, you're the co-founder and president of Delta Life Fitness. Uh, I'll do it this way. Who all comes to um, – Delta Life Fitness. So uh, Delta Life Fitness, we're a women-centric uh, fitness facility. So we're a group fitness facility basically built for women. Uh, our target market are ladies that come in range from 28 to uh, 55. They're usually busy. They've, uh, they've got kids. They're mostly multitasking. They're looking for a, a short workout and maybe can use our child care. So our three uniques are uh, we have uh, uh, child care with 30-minute classes, and we're built for women. So that's kind of really what Delta Life Fitness is in a, uh, in a nutshell. So Ray and I would not be seen there, but Holly might be. <laughs> yeah. Wait, yeah, I mean, you and Ray can come. We, we can't turn y'all away. Y'all can come. <laughs> it depends on what I feel like today, you know. <laughs> so, I'm not Grim going Reaper, there. You get the first question <laughs> after me then. Oh, goody. Oh, hey, Robbie. So tell us, tell us you, you went through a little bit, you know, just now briefly about what's unique about your your, your studio. Tell us um, a little bit more about why you started this concept and, and what the origins were and what, what was in your mind when you did this. Yeah, so uh, I have an uh, engineering background, and my business partner, he's a retired uh, Marine Corps pilot, and he came from uh, the fitness side, PT side of that. Uh, so he kind of started in a park, and he was training um, really a group of Cub Scouts moms from his oldest son's um, Cub Scout pack, and uh, they asked to start a boot camp in the park. And then uh, I came uh, in to the business and seeing what he was doing, and I started one also. And then we started looking at the clientele, and you look at the clientele across really the boutique franchise fitness space, and it's about 85% women. Um, there was a there was a company that's still around uh, called named Curves in 2008. That was a very big. Uh, fitness franchise concept that uh that really stumbled a little bit and then uh, lost a lot of its market share and then combined with that and what we looked at as we were um you um once we started looking at uh what we were training it was mostly women so we figured uh, we'll go ahead and build a space that women can use and really build it for them so that's why we added to child care and then also with my right. being married and small children I, I watched the struggle my wife had of Hey Robbie, are you going to be home so you can watch the kids while I go work out? Um, and we had to make that pass through. So just a, a place that's convenient and really built for them from the workout all the way to they walk into the lobby to be able to drop the kids off, uh, thirty minute workout. So kind of why we did it. Oh, that, that's that's awesome. And so, uh, what about your membership? Are you are you pretty full on a regular basis because of that? Oh yes, ma'am. So we uh, we run our classes. We we do morning classes, mid morning classes, and we do evening classes. The way we set up our model, uh, in most of our classes, um, obviously you have ladies that don't have kids or want to get done in the morning. So we do very early morning classes. Our mid morning classes are usually our most busiest classes, depending on where we put our locations. Uh, and then we do have a waiting list. So our newest location, or one of our newest locations, we open in Friendswood, Texas, which is a suburb of Houston. Uh, uh, it's usually packed. It has a waiting list, and uh, so we have all the software wow. to support that. Oh, that's fantastic. Ray? Ray. Up to you, man. Ray. I, I, I'm still <laughs> yeah, going over the, the ex-Marine. I think the first, the first question that comes to mind is uh, what uh, type of individual would buy one, uh, your franchise? What, what are you looking for in a buyer? 
So we're really looking for um, what we found success in as a couple. So a man and a wife, or a husband and a wife that uh, are spouses are looking to start a business. Husband still has his job, still supporting family his job, and the lady wants to come in and really create a positive community for uh, the ladies in her community. That's what we're finding a lot of success with, and we're also finding success with um, a daughter graduating college looking to start a business, and the dad uh, maybe or the family supports her with what they have in retirement or whatever, getting it open. We found success with both of those. Wow, that's, that's a good idea. That's an excellent, uh, I think, way. Uh, I think, <clears throat> like in my business, I, I wanted to pass that on to my kids, and this is a way of doing it, especially you know, if, you, if you don't own a business now, but you think that would be the best thing for your child getting out of college. That's you know, uh, sort, of, sort of a residual type income, uh, no matter what they want to do. Oh, yeah. So the, uh, one of the newest uh, – or two of our studios that we're about to open was a uh, father-daughter, and they really work well. It's fun to watch them. I've got a daughter of my own. Hopefully when she gets uh, that age where she wants to go do something, hopefully I'll be able to support her like I'm seeing them support their daughters. That's fantastic. Wow. Yeah, for sure. What's your, what's your all-in, Robbie? How much, how much does it cost for somebody to get into this franchise that might be interested that's listening right now? Yeah, so our, our item seven uh, goes three hundred to four forty. Uh, right now, we're seeing about average about three seventy five all in to get it open and operating. That's awesome. How many how many units do you have open and operating so far? So we have we have seventeen units open and operating. Uh, obviously, we kind of evolved uh, like any other model. We started off as a licensed model, uh, so we had some people come in early on, um, and then once we said we're going to franchise, in around two thousand fifteen sixteen, we brought in. Uh, some outside counsel. We were licensed. We kind of got a little overhead. We were kind of like a pseudo franchise almost. So we said, hey, we need to franchise this. We franchised around 2016. We actually stopped. Uh, we had some outside help come in. It's kind of like the advice we give our franchisees when we bring franchisees don't go in it alone. We were trying to do it alone, which is not the best thing if you're trying to build a franchise. Uh, so we went out and got some outside counsel. They came in. We stopped. We, we built everything from uh, about 16 to 17. We built our logo. Rebuilt all of our store operations, rebuilt um, bringing on a store, and then uh, that's the studios you're seeing now. We've got about five of those open, but totally we have 17. Oh, that's, that's great. So you're moving, you're moving fairly quickly. Yeah. Yes, uh, it's, been a, uh, it's, been a, it's been a it's been a ride. It's been fun. Uh, but uh, we have 30 sold and under development, but 17 of those are open. We're open to open five more this year and uh, hopefully continue to grow. Okay, yeah. so then, uh, all right, so the first question I, I, I got is, in your answer on the all-in, you you referenced the greatest cure uh, to insomnia known to man, the FDD. So <laughs> to, what is the top, as a franchisor, what are the top three items in the FDD you would recommend to put somebody to sleep. No, no, sorry, not to put somebody to sleep. Uh, to read first. <laughs> if it was, uh, and this was, uh, you know, I mean, not too long ago, FTD was brand new to me. So uh, if it was me and I'm coming in as a new franchisee into a system, I would probably look at the item 19 to say, hey, do they have any financials on the operating stores? Um, and then from there, I'd go to item six and look at any ongoing fees that I got to pay the franchisor. That into question, and then I'd go to item seven. What is it going to cost you to build this thing out? Those are my top nice. three that I would look at. Excellent. <laughs> so then, my follow-up question. Now that I got the the FTD question out of the way, and long-time <laughs> listeners know that's my favorite question, puts me to sleep. Um, no, um, where are where are all your franchisees located? Are you just in Texas? Have you expanded from Texas? R- roughly, where are you? Yeah, so, we, so we got units in Florida. We have three units in Florida, Jacksonville, Daytona Beach, and Pace. We were actually headquartered there for a little while uh, while my, uh, my business partner was in the Marine Corps. He was stationed there in Pensacola, so we kind of had a little growth there in Florida. And then we also have units in Texas. Uh, we have a unit in Oregon, and then we have a unit in California. We're in California. California. Oceanside. Mm. Well, keeps you traveling a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we started off like every franchise company kind of shotgun blasting, like where can we get one? Uh, we really zeroed in on Texas. Um, we've got some partners we're partnering up with in California that's helping us support out there. Um, 
Go ahead, Ray. So one of the questions I need to ask is, uh, so you you started a business, a uh, just one business, and then you decided to franchise that. Is that correct? Yes, sir. So we started actually, and we started in parks. Me and my business partner we're coaching people in parks. We both had full time jobs. So we mm-hmm. coach in the morning, evenings, and then we realized like, hey, this is uh, paying us a lot more than we're making uh, doing a full time <laughs> job. So we uh, so. We uh, we started a facility there, and then he was in Florida, and I was in Texas. So just naturally, we said, "Hey, we started just thinking, hey, can we can we franchise this or license this out?" We started with some friends and family, uh, the first couple units, uh, and then it just kind of took off from there. We got to about 15 fr- licensees, and then that's when we we stopped and we said, "Hey, we get to franchise this, so we can control the brand." And we we wanted to support them more than we can as a license, and we wanted to build a brand that. All shareholders in them, and then you know that the Delta Life franchising or Delta Life Fitness could benefit from. So you started with the uh, idea of franchising your business. Is that correct? Sort of started uh, early with that on. Line. We had a we, we had a loose we had a loose knowledge of what franchising was. Uh, I've got I definitely got an, uh, an education over the last couple of years that it's not uh, it's a lot more mm-hmm. than just uh, theory. Hey, I'm going to build something, and people are going to follow. Uh, directions and they're going to do what they're supposed to. There's a lot more mm-hmm. to it than that, not just the legal side of it, just the um, yeah. relationship yeah. side. And you're dealing with a bunch mm-hmm. of entrepreneurs that want to start a business. How do you how do you give them the freedom to be an entrepreneur, but also have them follow your systems and give you a feedback uh, loop? So, which leads oh, to the question: stuff. What was your biggest surprise when you decided to do this and and take what you had and franchise it? What was your biggest surprise? <clears throat> Uh, biggest surprise is how uh, just the relationship part of it when you get in business with somebody, how to how to have that communication back and forth. Uh, you don't want to be the do it how I can say it because these people bought a business to own a business, and um, so understanding the, the relationships and communication and, and all that mm-hmm. stuff that goes around that that uh, is a variable you can't control. I can control operations. I can control how to do things, so I can't control that relationship part of it. That was the biggest surprise of how difficult that was for mm-hmm. me. Uh, luckily, my business partner's uh, more of a talker than I am, so uh, he was <laughs> able to uh, to do a lot of that. I always yeah. thought he'd be yeah. a shooter, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you know, if Robbie doesn't do something right. <laughs> yeah, no, i got to watch him back. All right, you put that on the air. That wasn't good. Anyway, Robbie, I, I've got to follow up with you on, on Ray's question, you know, your biggest surprise. Um, I'd like to turn it around and say, what was your biggest challenge? I mean, what what are some of the things besides, you know, the communication that, that may have happened over the course of the time that you've been working with your franchisees that may have been absolutely very difficult to overcome and you overcame it? Yeah, so uh, challenge actually is um, – so the business at the headquarter level is it's me and my wife, uh, it's my sister-in-law and her husband. We're all business partners together, So and we all work in the business. So the biggest challenge was just developing that relationship, no communication there, uh, in trying to make sure that we can grow. It's great because we know we, – we trust every all of our partners. We know they're doing what they're supposed to, but trying to hold your wife accountable is very difficult. And working <laughs> through that, especially early on in, in business, was uh, definitely a challenge for me. Uh, love her to death, but you know it was a challenge. And the same thing, I'm sure they felt towards us. So really, uh, we're hitting our stride now. But very early on, as there was a lot of growth, a lot of pressure, a lot of things that had to happen, uh, managing that relationship internally was a big challenge for all four of us. <laughs> for sure, that's good. Do you recommend it? Do you rec- recommend husbands and wife going into business together or partners, or do you think it's um, too much to bite off? You know, uh, if you ask me uh, on different days, the answer might be different, but honestly, I wouldn't <laughs> pick any other people to, to go to business with. Uh, when they're lows, you know they're there for you. When they're highs, man, I wouldn't want to celebrate with anybody else. So uh, mm-hmm. you better have a Love strong it. marriage and strong friendship, I guess you could say, if you're going to go business together. <laughs> it, 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 Love it. it. It definitely takes a special person, or I should say two people, to be able to do that. And one of one of the things that you now my my wife was my business partner in the beginning, and then uh, now I have a son in the business. It takes a relationship that you know needs 
be separated at one point. In other words, you know you know how to separate your personal relationship from your business relationship. And once you deal that out and 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 verbalize it and and say this is the way it's got to be from one side and the other, it it will work. But it does take a special person to do that. No, absolutely. And I couldn't pick. You know, the other partners in the business are great, and I uh, couldn't be here without them. So. Uh, they're all special, and they're all. Uh, I wouldn't want to deal with anybody else. Yeah. Nice. Ray, when you said separate, I thought you were going to say two people that will separate the two of you. Never mind. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> so, um, one of our listeners uh, asked if you would share. Uh, any information you have in your item 20 on the FDD? Ooh, I'm getting FDD questions. Ooh, ooh. ooh. Um, <laughs> hey, uh, and that's a hard the one, too. Item 20. Well, well yeah, just we got re- to remember so our audience may not now. know what item right. 20 is, so let's make sure we uh, mention that. The question so item, is – Item 20 – The question is, could you share info on item 20 on your FDD? I'm sorry. I didn't make up the question. I would have been far more detailed and specific, but that's the question was asked. Well, let's refer to our FDD expert, Holly. Yeah, yeah. So so that's when people are dropping out. That's that's where we're having exits out of our business. Um, That's where terminations occur, Um, and it's it's a really important part. I would say – you know, Fred's asked me that before. I think that is my most important number because it shows how the business is growing, if it can be sustained, um, how how many terminations are there, how many are being bought back by the franchise or it's, it's just a really important um, number for solvency of the company. However, you're an emergency or emer- emerging startup, so that means it's less important if we're going to argue about item 20. But go ahead, Robbie. That's true. You're the gas go. <laughs> right. I'm 20. Uh, we all, we've only had one exit, one resale. Uh, it was bought by a member from the current owner. Uh, that's the only resale or change hands. Everything else was the original owner. We've never closed down a franchise unit. So, or I'm 20 looks good. Excellent. Hopefully, caller, that answered your question. If not, then <laughs> message me back again. So right now. We're going to take a quick minute to pay the bills. Uh, I want to thank the Link Local Network for broadcasting us. You remember, you can dial in at 323-580-5755. That's 323-580-5755. Fred says in his best announcer voice. And uh, I'll get to the caller that asked the question before is asking another one, but we'll get to that after we play a word from a couple of sponsors. Hey, franchise owners. How is your local marketing? Do you feel like you could use some help keeping up with your social media posts and comments and reviews? Do you wonder if you could be doing more to attract local customers? Are you able to identify new move-ins to your local area? At Westvine, we help franchisees like you reach more local customers through digital marketing. With daily monitoring, creative content, and ad placement, and customer data intelligence, We'll get your business in front of the people who want your products or services. We also work with franchisors who need an agency to handle the digital marketing for all of their locations. If you're ready to reach more local customers, give us a call at 805-265-5440 or visit us at westvine.com. That's 805-265-5440 or westvine.com. Zarian Firm International Business Brokers is truly unique in the business resale space. While the average business broker uses one standard multiplier across all businesses and industries to value a business, Zarian Firm is the only business brokerage that looks at the five factors of distinction in each individual business. This gives our sellers a true value and our buyers a fair price. Zarian offers sellers the choice of three marketing packages based on how quickly they want to sell their business but all of our businesses sell 33% faster than the industry norm. Zarian Firm International Business Brokers connects premium investors with validated business opportunities. 
And we're back. Holly, I believe you have a question. I do. Yeah. Thanks, Robbie. Um, we're, we're really impressed with what you've done so far. When you're looking at your future right now, like the next five years, what, what, is, your, what is your timeline and what kind, of, um, what kind of growth are you hoping for? So with our three-year, I have it all written down. We use the uh, EOS system by Gino Whitman internally. So we've got the uh, three-year and the 10-year goal. Our 10-year goal is to change a million lives um, and our, uh, you know, create a million, change a million lives with our positive women community. And our three-year goal, uh, we know that that 100-unit mark is what we need to get to to kind of hit uh, in franchising where we kind of solidify our brand, at least our regional brand. So our goal in three years is to try to get 100 units sold. We know we probably won't get 100 units open unless we get some partners, maybe some area developers come in if they're really good at it. Uh, but that's our three-year goal, 100 units sold under development. That's uh, very ambitious, a million lives. I love that. So you're really looking at it as how many people you're impacting, allowing them to, you know, have the freedom to work out without having to have, you know, the difficulty of finding a place for their children. I love that. Absolutely. Ray? So that brings to mind the question, uh, what is unique about your franchise? That uh, Because obviously you've got to have some sort of a catch uh, uh, to get people in the door. So how, what do you feel that would be that, you know, uh, for your franchisees and your franchi- as a franchisor, what brings people through the front door? So there's, there's a couple of things. I mean, I think, one, we know who our target market is, and we're able to serve that market um, really better than anybody else right now in the marketplace. Uh, we understand that uh, where we're at, just if we just leverage, leverage our three uniques, women's fitness, uh, child care, and our workouts, uh, basically 30-minute workouts, that can be copied. So um, the workout yeah. itself, we call it the Tony Torch workout. That's something created by us. We try to leverage technology a lot. Uh, but also we try to leverage getting results and also sharing that positive community. Um, I mean, what we have in a lot of people is we know our target market and we are able to market and build for that target market um, and allows us to market and compete and lower our price per uh, – if you're talking to franchise EN, why they want to own it, our price per lead, there's a – we're about half of what everybody else is because we know our target market. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he hit the magic word close enough. Yes, he did. He did. You said the word market, marketing. That's the magic word. <laughs> close enough. Very, very, very okay. close. Yeah. So if I say marketing, I get the, I get the hand clap. Yeah, so that's Fred's favorite oh, topic, marketing. So we'll, we'll leave it at there. <laughs> we'll leave it at there. So uh, following on what Holly and, and Ray have talked about, uh, the, the women's health and wellness market seems to be a, a booming, um, booming vertical industry these days why do you think that is i think the fitness and the service industry is just booming in general the boutique uh fitness craze i think uh you're getting away from i I didn't come from the fitness industry i came from engineering so when i came into the industry itself i came in with fresh eyes and the the vanity of the industry and them targeting uh, people that wasn't like me you know i didn't have a six-pack i wasn't gonna be a bodybuilder or like my wife it was everyday people uh, I mean, it's the truth. Uh, but when you see the ads, it's like, hey, I like you. Six pack, do all this. I don't, I don't need all that. I just want to, you know, move a little more, eat a little less. I want to feel a lot better. And I got young kids, and I want to, uh, I want to be able to see my grandkids grow up. So the industry itself sliding from uh, being vanity driven or you know results driven to be more of a lifestyle. And the really the millennials my age and blower is really driving that lifestyle change versus uh, when you think about a gym back in the day was how big can you get? Can I get a six pack and things like that? We're getting away from that. We're doing more of just a lifestyle. This is our lifestyle. And I think it's really pushing the market uh, to really grow. Mm. Interesting. Um, And we're, and we're Amazon proof. Amazon can't sell fitness classes. So, you know, we're Amazon proof too. So people, (laughs) But they will try. <laughs> That's true. Oh, yeah, they, they will, will try. They will. It'll be virtual fitness classes. Come on, guys. You know that. I got to say, yeah, they, try, they, they try to aggregate it, things, so be careful. <laughs> it, yeah. If they could send, send me, uh, you know, um, 
a virtual six pack or, or, you know, make it so I could virtually lose another <laughs> 10 pounds and avoid the doctor cutting me open. I'd be a happy man, but ain't gonna happen. <laughs> there you mind. go. So how much weight have you lost, Fred? Come on, tell us. I won't know until tomorrow. I won't know until the the official check-in tomorrow. And by the time I get there, I've already done some work with uh, our engineering staff, our sound engineering staff. So I may have pulled off body parts by that point in time. But I'm down about 32 (laughs) pounds from pre-heart attack weight. Yeah, but inhaling helium does not work, Fred. So, um, so Robbie, can Fred join your fitness classes? He can just put a wig on and a dress. He'd be okay with that. We we don't discriminate. Fred can come on. Oh, good. Oh, good. Look, Fred, you're in the California one. Yeah, I just I did that for you. I got you in. Thank you. I can drive several hours to where it is, or I can go an hour down or a mile down to the gym I'm part of, which seems to have a lot more older folk in it. Um, so I'm fine with that. So uh, now back to pillars of franchising. We're not going to talk about pillars yeah. of Fred's health anymore. I've got a good question for Robbie. Robbie, Robbie, I have a good question. Hey, you talk about, you know, that this is designed to maintain a target zone that stimulates your metabolism, you know, increases your energy, right? How do you do that? Can you, I mean, is that proprietary? Is this something you can share with our listeners to kind of show why, Delta Life Fitness is, is someplace they really want to go to and they want, really want to experience. Yeah, so we have a group. Uh, we have a group here in our headquarters team that tests every workout. We usually test it with heart rate monitors. We've got a heart rate monitor system. We kind of leverage technology. When they come in, they get a heart rate monitor. They wear that heart rate monitor. They can tell them how many calories they burn. It's a chest strap, so it, it does better than your watch. Uh, there's a lot of science behind that. Uh, I'm not your science guy that's going to be able to explain all of that to you. Um, the workout, but we do have a group here with inside terminally uh, Delta Life Fitness that tests every workout, that's trained, that knows um, the women's anatomy and how to make sure they get the best results. Unfortunately, it's not me, so I'd love to go deeper on all that. But um. wow, nice. Okay, interesting. That chest mat. So you guys hook them up to the chest monitor, and you can watch the heart rhythm. So now we're back to uh, pillars of Fred's health. Um, so that's actually very that's actually very cool. I wish mine did that. I get that at cardiac rehab on Friday. So I gotta say that's very cool. And um, to me, yeah. that's a great differentiating point. When they come and get a workout, if they get done, it emails them the results. We have a leaderboard that the yeah. virtual leaderboard. So it, it tracks the month of points burn. We call them burn points. Those are our points that we uh, have internally. So when they come and get a workout in, it kind of drives a little competition in the gym who can burn the most points throughout the month. Uh, hopefully it drives attendance, wow. people coming in. Um, and all there's a lot of data that backs how many times they come a month, which leads to retention of them staying into the gym, uh, especially in the first 30 to 60 days, and we try to track that. And on the franchisee mm-hmm. end, uh, we've got a onboarding, a way to onboard your clients that hopefully will have them come up to 18 times in the first six weeks, which will increase retention but also increase that person to get results. So we're actually we're helping the franchisee out, but also helping the client because we're challenging them to come in so many days in the first six weeks that's going to ensure them to stick with us. Nice. That's incredible. I mean, so so you've got, as Fred said, a differentiating point there. You've got the daycare in there, so you're using technology to drive the fitness. Um, sounds like you have a really, really um, unique concept here that we need to get out there. Oh, absolutely. And, and when it comes to um, uh, what we kind of uh, – when it comes to what Racecrest and what's our differentiation from the other market, I mean, most of the time you can start a fitness facility, but it's honestly what support you get from the franchisor and how the operation of the studio um, goes. I mean, everybody can have the special sauce or the special hamburger or the special workout, but it's really how you operate in the gym and how you train your franchisees to operate. And so really uh, – hold them accountable to five numbers. There are sets, shows, um, conversions. Um, I'm not feel like Rick Perry when I forgot a couple of them. You know, I forgot uh, the uh, <laughs> the departments that you got put me on the spot and I forgot. No. So it's call sets, shows, conversions, and cancellations. That's what we uh, we worry about. So we really hold them accountable to a certain amount of calls, and they've got to report those numbers. And we, we kind of look at that at the headquarters level. If we need to support them, we call in and we support them and making sure they're operating right, which we know they need to do to be successful. you like my Rick Perry joke? 
Yeah, I did. Right, that's that great. Would correct me. Up. So my question is: is if you get enough burn <laughs> points, do you get like uh, cake or donuts? Never mind, Ray. <laughs> no, 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 we're not Planet Fitness. We don't bring uh, pizza into the uh, the facility. Not yeah, you know, no uh, pizza. Wait, wait, wait. That'd be your third <laughs> differentiating point. I'm just saying, some kind of organic, healthy pizza. Bring it in when they're done. Okay, I'll show. Um, yeah, please. Ray. That sounds disgusting. <laughs> Go Ray. It's you. Sometimes I try to put the uh, listener's hat on, thinking what they would like to know. And and one of the things you talked about being having an engineering background, and I, I think I mentioned to you, and I've mentioned in previous shows, I have an electronics background, technical background. And, you know, what we're doing right now is pretty simple. I mean, exercising, in your case, me, cleaning houses, you, know, you think how much more simpler can you get? But in reality, you also discussed how technical it can get and, and the technology that you're using to, to uh, track your clients. And, and in my case, the technology I'm using to track our clients it, it, you know, we, we can track uh, the cars and, you, you know, there, there's a lot involved in it. And I, I think the point I'm trying to make to our studio audience is simply just because you have a degree in, uh, in one thing or another doesn't mean that you shouldn't follow your passion when it comes to you. As it sounds like you have, you, 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 you saw something in front of you and saying, oh, this isn't me. It's not technical enough. You decide to go for it. And you followed your dream. Is that? Am, am I wrong in saying that? No, absolutely. I was uh, I was always kind of an entrepreneur kid. Somehow I ended up in engineering. My dad was an engineer, so it kind of pushed me in that way. Uh, I was a terrible engineer because I was a visionary. I was an entrepreneur mindset. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking of all these ideas, and they would try to put me down in a cubicle and say, "Hey, do this work," and and I, I couldn't I couldn't do it. But uh, no, I do have I I kind of got a mix of both. I got a textual mindset where. I can jump down and really understand the technical part of it, but really a, a visionary mindset where I can kind of see the whole forest. And uh, it's really helped me out and benefited me in, in really uh, working in engineering, but also in chasing my dreams uh, and doing this. So, I, no, I agree with you 100%. No matter uh, – that's what's beautiful about franchising is there's a franchise out there for everybody. Um, get with a franchise broker, and they can really open your mind to what franchises are available and really fits you and your personality and uh, – don't pigeonhole just because you, uh, you're an engineer. Don't try to look for something that favors that. If you enjoy fitness, go look for a fitness franchise. There's a lot of uh, exactly. options out there. Exactly. So, yeah. All right. So one, one, two questions. One, as an engineer, you weren't like building bridges that are going to come crashing down, were you? No, I wasn't that important. <laughs> okay, good. I just I, All of a sudden, I could see this. Oh, my God, they built up the bridge, and boom, it went down. Kind of like that one in Just over there uh, in California Florida. area. Was, no, just, <laughs> that's fine. Um, what else is new? They're coming down left and right. No, so um, my question is, is for the, the uh, owner, um, the, franchise, the franchisee owner, how many hours a week do they put in? Is this something you can be an absentee owner with, or does it really take being on site and interacting with people to – uh, make it successful. So if you're going to be an absentee owner and not involved, we require in our agreement that you find um, a manager and they, they have 10% of the business. So we want some point of contact that has, uh, you know, a hand in the business that's going to run it that has some ownership to it. But we prefer a full-time, somebody's looking to full-time ownership. You can do part-time, uh, but we don't we don't really look for absentee owners, 100% absentee owners, unless they have a partner that's going to work inside the business. Awesome. All right. So with that, mm-hmm. we'll 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 pay some more bills here. Uh, remind callers that they can either chat on. And by the way, that last question came from the website. Um, you can either oh. chat at the website or you can call 323-580-5755. That's 323-580-5755, assuming, of course, you're listening on June 13th. Are you thinking about opening a business? Whether you're in transition from a corporate job, looking to generate investment income, add to your existing business, or just too young to retire, come to the Great American Franchise Expo and explore your options. Meet face-to-face with dozens of franchise executives representing dozens of quality brands. A wide range of price points and ownership models are available. 
Attend our free seminars on accounting, real estate, and marketing. Franchise law experts will be there to answer your questions, and banks are on hand to discuss loans and financing. The first 100 attendees will receive free VR goggles. For free tickets, visit www.franexpousa.com. The Great American Franchise Expo, coming to a city near you in 2019. Check our website for schedules. And as Abel said, the uh, website is franexpousa.com. The next Great American Franchise Expo is in Jacksonville at the Prime Osborne Convention Center, September 7th and 8th. Um, And they have just announced uh, the first six uh, 2020 uh, Great American Franchise Expos. And there's actually the first two are in Dallas and Houston. So who knows? Maybe you'll see Robbie there. And now a word from another sponsor. And maybe not. There we go. Ever wonder how successful business people get educated about franchise business options? The Franchise Consulting Company is a group of over 100 franchise professionals with more than 2,000 years of franchise experience. We help our clients select and investigate franchise companies. And like a realtor, our services are free of charge to you. Our fees are paid by the seller. Reach out to us to learn more and get a free copy of the Franchise MBA, the number one bestseller and highest reviewed book on Amazon in the franchise category. Our website is thefranchiseconsultingcompany.com or feel free to call us on 800-321-6072. Thanks, Nick. And as a a reminder, if you don't remember where to go to do that, you can fill out the form on the pillarsoffranchising.com website and we'll get you the same book from Nick or you can fill out the form and get the book by Holly A. Ford. Holly, what's the name of your book? Uh, thanks, Fred. Uh, it's Create Your Own Wealth. It's a collection of two-minute topics on franchising that were all derived uh, from your show, Fred. So it was all the segments that I was doing prior to coming on and and um, having the privilege to, to co-host with you guys. So uh, they may, uh, some of them out there in our audience may have heard them, but we'd love to Get them a copy of that book, and um, yeah, and Fred will sign it for him. <laughs> <laughs> all right, hmm. well, I'll sign it. <laughs> okay, that I'm fine. And the only other argument I got is it's it's not my show; it's our show. Ooh. Yeah, oh, I was well, going to say this, this is Fred's the franchise. Yeah, but you're, you're the yeah. <laughs> Fred's. Ooh, Fred's, I like that. Fred's the, the Fred's guru. Of franchising. Fred's of franchising. franchising. Oh, wait, wait! It's kind of like Charlie's Angels. It'll be Fred's Angels. Me and me and Ray will be the angels. Oh, <laughs> there you we're go. screwed. <laughs> <laughs> we're well, screwed. Go ahead, ask your question, Holly. Oh, thank you. Well, my question is, um, Robbie, it's about marketing, actually. But the the pause already went, applause. so I don't get yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> but my question is, is how do you do marketing for your franchisees or do you do anything from the national level? Do you do brand awareness and then uh, working with the individual franchisees? Um, I'm assuming there's a marketing fee along with the royalty. And, you know, how, how do you handle that and how do you train your franchisees to market? Yeah, so the, uh, it's a good question. And especially uh, as an emerging franchise, we struggled um, how to do that sometimes. But uh, right now we're leveraging a lot of Instagram and uh, Facebook. Uh, that's where our clientele is at right now, and that's what's doing the best. So with our marketing, our creative feed that we have coming in, we usually build content that we push out on there because nationally um, it's hard for us to, as a regional small emerging brand to do anything on television or anything big like that, radio. So we really just build content for Facebook, Instagram. We put it into our marketing vault and allow them to use it. Now, we, uh, as of supporting them marketing-wise, uh, we have a firm that we work with. They can use them, or we have uh, videos that we've made, we produced, uh, that show them how to do Facebook marketing. It is an ever-changing, difficult thing, but we try to support them as much as we can uh, on doing that for them. Well, a follow-up on that is what do you, what do, you do pre-opening, uh, helping them get, get moving? Do, do, you, uh, do you sell uh, memberships prior to opening, and how do you do that if you do? 
Yes, ma'am. So we uh, really start trying to sell membership about three. Uh, we got a bar- grand opening marketing campaign that starts about three months before they open. Uh, we break our openings up in a phase one and phase two. Phase one is we look at that as like getting them funded, uh, finding their sites, um, getting the architectural drawings done, getting the contractors, getting all the hard work kind of stuff get going, and then uh, scheduling their uh, build out. And then once your build out starts, we kind of start a, a grand opening uh, process, which hits Facebook, hits Instagram. We do a lot of, we help them do a lot of localized networking, and then we start selling memberships about eight weeks out. Uh, and with a goal of getting them open with a set number of memberships. Wow, nice. Sounds like a good yeah. good process. And it's good to open Great. the door with something. Yes. No, no absolutely. <laughs> Your question next, my friend. Oh, well, I have a question regarding culture. It's becoming more evident that culture, a good culture in a business is becoming more important as time goes on. Can you describe the culture of your business? Uh, no, absolutely. And that's uh, the one thing we pride ourselves on. We have a family culture. And so it's me and my wife and my business partner, his wife. We have kids. Uh, and that's kind of our culture. All of our franchisees, you can see we're bringing on. They usually have kids, a family. They're not. Uh, so that's our culture, just a uh, more family-oriented culture coming in. We're not your flat brim hat, bright colors like you see in the fitness world sometimes, party culture. We're really more laid-back family culture, and that's uh, it really shows with the community we're building and also shows with our franchises we're bringing on. Yeah, I didn't pay him to say that, Fred. Well, now yes, you're stealing you my phrases. <laughs> stealing my phrases. I'm just going to be quiet now. Holly, take a question. I'm going <laughs> to shut up here. Boy, between the two of them, are they're they're asking all Fred questions and making Fred comments. I'll just kind of be here going dum 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 dum. Go ahead, Holly. Oh, we love Fred. Come on. So, uh, tell us a little bit about your radio show, uh, Robbie. You have a radio show in Texas, oh, yeah. and you know, I just I think it's interesting because you seem to be doing parallel work um, with what we're doing, and of course, you know, um, Fred. I'm sorry. Our mission is to get out there and get in front of people that are individuals that, you know, really want to be involved in franchising and, of course, support support the mission of business ownership. So tell us what you do with your show. Well, first, yeah, tell so us our show is really uh, – uh, so the name is uh, Texas uh, Franchise Radio. So it's uh, we really yeah. concentrate on the Texas market, and what we're looking at is just to bring education. Um, we've seen some startling numbers at IFA a couple of years ago about how many people just what they – didn't understand what franchising was about and what you could really do with it, uh, especially from the area that me and my business partner grew up in. It was a smaller town in Texas, and, and the only way we knew what to do for a living was to go out in the oil field. And so um, it gives us a little ways to go out there, get some knowledge for us, uh, some knowledge from us. Um, when we bring guests on, we can pick their brain, but also try to spread some knowledge about just uh, franchising and what does it mean. And uh, y'all are probably a little bit better set than we are, but. You know, we're just we're just out there trying to figure it out. Nice. We all are is kind of what it. <laughs> so, what's the? Is there a website where they can come and listen to Texas Franchise Radio? So it, we just do a Facebook page. We got a Facebook page. We got a YouTube channel. We no website yet, uh, but it's just Texas Franchise Radio. You can like us on Facebook. We do all of our uh, shows. It's the last Tuesday of every month, um, and we do it live on Facebook and YouTube. And then uh, we share it on LinkedIn, different things like that. So you're actually, besides just audio, you're actually uh, video too. Yes, sir. We'll get there, folks. Don't worry. It's, it's, that's coming soon. <laughs> Are you sure, um, Fred? <laughs> I'll know tomorrow morning if it is. But, yeah, that's my that's my expectation, right? We'll be there soon. Oh, um, no. <laughs> then you'll have to trim that your means, beard better. I've, yeah, I have to trim my uh-huh. beard and actually look halfway decent, you know, and I don't know. And Holly uh, can't be in the shadows all hair. the time. Uh-huh. I'll be yeah, in the shadows. Yeah, I want the bl- I'll be wearing the black. <laughs> I'll do black on the nails. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So we, we I want to announce something that's going to happen here in the next couple of months, and that's when Ray and Fred are going to be flying to Cincinnati to do a WKRP in Cincinnati 
live broadcast where I'm going to take them around the city, show them the town, and we're going to do a live broadcast from um, a really cool remote location that will be announced at the time of the show. What do you think? I'm not coming on Thanksgiving. Yeah, whatever. I'm not dropping a turkey on your head. Damn it, play it. (laughs) Uh, Turkeys can fly then? Is that right? That's where we're going for. (laughs) As God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. That's what happens in Cincinnati on Thanksgiving. So, yeah, I'm not coming on Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, okay, it won't be Thanksgiving. WKRB. Yeah, Yeah, Dunny Fever. Yeah, okay, we've got this down. So we need some guests to go on that. We'll sit in the big couch and and, uh, we'll spend some records. What do you think, right? Can I bring my mobile studio? You want to come, Robbie? (laughs) Heck yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's where we sleep. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure what we what pillars we've become, but we're way away from pillars of franchising <laughs> now. So um, uh, we gotta gotta reel it back in, folks. Any question? Give me a franchising question for Robbie. Gone, Ray. Holly's <laughs> well, taking us I, way out the other good. side. I got one for him. Come on, let me Oh, good. All right. right. Go ahead, Holly. (laughs) So, Robbie, um, as you're going through, you know, your operations manual and you were setting this up to franchise it, you know, what kind of things did you encounter? Tell us how, tell us how all of that worked out. You know, you're, you're, you know, did you, did you use one company to franchise this business? Because we have a lot of listeners and a lot of people come, you know, obviously the Zarian firm that want to franchise their, their business. Tell us about that and how that all happened and who you used. And, and uh, if you recommend it, tell us who you use. Who you use. Otherwise, um, yeah, so, uh, tell us about the yeah, process. So, uh, yeah, good question. Uh, only uh, we, we actually used two different companies. We used a company to make our FDD and our franchise agreement. We actually used um, a guy out of Minnesota named Jim Wall with Ray uh, Plant Moody. Uh, that's what we used to do our FED and our um, area development uh, agreement. He actually took care of us. He uh, he realized he was dealing with a couple of young guys that didn't know what they were doing uh, and really took care of us with those agreements and really looked forward, saw what we were trying to do, and helped us you know, create a, an agreement that uh, when you signed the first one, you didn't feel bad about it. Um, and then uh, with the operations manual and that, we used uh, a guy uh, out of Dallas, Kid Benson, with uh, his friend man, uh, the friend man. Um, he does also a podcast, a franchise manual podcast. Uh, he's a good guy. He came in, and he looked at our whole operation, helped us build our operations manual. And obviously, that's been an ongoing getting better as we uh, grow process. But um, those two big documents that we had to get made, we used two separate parties, uh, and we found success with that. Good. And then, and then what about marketing when you, when you first launched, you know, to get this uh, beginning, the development of this? You know, who did you use, and who are you using now? Uh, are you talking about development on the franchise or in, like how are we getting franchisees? Correct. So uh, for the longest, we just uh, leveraged our internal system. So people that come through, went to a gym, said, hey, I want to own one of these. So we have the luxury of really growing to an emerging brand by just somebody coming in really falling in love with our product very quickly because they found results from it and wanting to own one for themselves. But now we're starting to uh, open up our reach a little bit. We're starting to use the broker networks. We use FriendServe. Uh, for um, brokers, we're working with brokers, and this is our first. Really, January we started using the brokers, and then we're uh, using a guy out of California, Sacramento, Social PhDs. He's running our franchise e ads, so we target uh, with Facebook. It's amazing, and I don't think uh, the price per lead's really cheap right now that we're doing. But we're zeroing in on Houston, zeroing in on Austin. Really, our hot markets that we can see in Texas, and Facebook's giving us the opportunity to do that, where we can really. Um, use a, a scope on a rifle and really go where we want to go. And that's what we've been doing right now to our growth. And we've been having uh, some success with uh, just really Facebook. That's awesome. Ray? Well, uh, I, I think we may have some people who are interested in, in the uh, uh, in your franchise. How would be the best way to get a hold of you? So they can go to uh, com. They can uh, fill their information out on the website, um, and then it will give us an EOI, and we'll be able to contact them, or they can contact me directly at Robbie, R-O-B-B-Y, at com. 
uh, I'll be more than happy to send them away all the information they need. Fantastic. Thank you. All right. So at that point, I think Ray's asked the final question there. So... Well, it doesn't have to be. He likes that. It makes him smile. Look at him smile. That's so cute. I love it. <laughs> I get it. I'm, I didn't even have to prompt him for the, the, the last question. Oh. So the last thing I'll say is remind us again uh, when No, wait, wait, wait. There's one more. Okay, There's go one ahead. One more thing. I did not flip you off the entire show. Did you notice that? Did everybody notice that? You know, we're on Zoom, audience. I so did. We, yeah, the visual. Did. He can read between the lines, though, so. Read <laughs> <laughs> between these fingers, like, there it is. And there's one, folks, one from each. Um, so, yes, it has been now a successful show. Fred's been flipped off at least twice. And when we're live on video, you'll be able to count these times, and we'll be giving away prizes for those who submit the accurate guess of how many times that, in fact, I am flipped off. Go me. Glad to know that. I am right, such do a... it with me. We can do like like the Wonder Twins, some kind of little power if we flip them off at the same time. I don't know, right? Yeah? Come on. There we go. <laughs> and yet I do this weekly. Hmm. So, Robbie, the you last question I'll ask before I will let you escape um, is tell us again when your show is on. Um, live so people can watch it on uh, Facebook Live. Yeah, so it's the uh, last Tuesday of every month. We go live at 11 o'clock Central. Um, you can like us on Facebook at Texas Franchise Radio. Um, and uh, we go live and you can ask questions. You can, uh, it's a fun show, and uh, we enjoy doing it. So then the last, last question, other than, than the one, last one, Ray, answered is what? who gets the last 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 one that's what i want to know i'm gonna take it so be it. i've been gotten flipped off a half dozen times so i'm gonna ask the last one what advice would you give our listeners who are interested in buying a franchise uh the advice on buying a franchise i would look and make sure that the internal culture uh, fits who you are. So when you come in, you're actually going to enjoy and love doing what you're doing if you're going to buy a franchise. Uh, make sure that uh, you believe in the leadership team that you're buying it from, uh, the, the founder, the CEO, the leadership team. Make sure you believe and respect them and make sure they're going to give that respect back. Um, do your validation calls. Make sure you call and ask the right questions to the guys that internally in the system to make sure you know what you're getting into before you purchase a franchise because uh, it's, it's a big buy and it's a marriage on both ends. Ooh, so you use the validation calls. Ray paid you to say that, right? Never mind. Um, <laughs> okay, he's nodding. Yep. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. So we want to thank Robbie Milo, co-founder and president of Delta Life Fitness and co-host of Texas Franchise Radio for putting up with our whatever Antics. this is. San- Antics. Okay, thanks, Ray. Um, Antics. There you go. That's the word. And that's not the word I was going to use, but we need to keep I, it I know, business professional and family friendly. Um, <laughs> so, folks, this is Pillars of Franchising, broadcasting the secrets of success in franchising. Uh, listen live next week. And until then, you can ask questions or get a copy of the uh, Holly's book or Nick's book by filling out the form on the website. Have a great, profitable, and fit week. Thanks, Robbie. Yes, sir. Thank you all. Uh, Oh, Robbie, you're awesome. Thank you.